Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome, everybody, to Teach Me Pokemon, the podcast. I'm your host, Corey, and along with my co-host, Jared, we're best friends, been playing Pokemon for a very long time. everybody welcome back to episode four wow we're just cruising along here episode four of the teach me pokemon podcast i'm your host Corey. uh we don't have jared here in the beginning although he does join us for the interview we have an awesome guest today kyle sablehouse who you know one of the premier announcers in our wonderful game uh, he's going to join us chat about his uh start to pokemon how long he's been playing he talks about his brother for a little bit and then really just how he got into being an announcer and, and an analyst for uh, for pokemon you know really uh living the living the dream of pl- of playing being around the game uh being able to make a living while uh, while doing this which i think is so cool uh you know he's a guy that i remember him coming up playing when we started playing back in you know, 09, 2010, you know, a long time ago. So Kyle is a great guest. We probably could have chatted for four hours. So I, I promise it's not that long, but it's, it's an awesome interview. I hope you all enjoy it. Uh, you know, we, we just wrapped up uh, EUIC. Uh, we, we actually pre-recorded this interview with Kyle a couple weeks back. So we hadn't had that tournament yet. We hadn't uh, fully gone into Scarlet and Violet uh, in the competitive scene. So, uh, but, but, but what an awesome tournament. And of course, you know, it wouldn't be an, an internationals without toward in the finals. Uh, but congrats to Alex, uh, huge, huge performance there, getting that done. What a cool, awesome game, three game series, a lot, a lot of drama, uh, cards prized, uh, the the audience oohing and on when prizes come out and how does that affect a finals match? I mean, they, they clearly heard some stuff while they were uh, playing and, you know, how did that affect things? You know, so it was so interesting. So, you know, Kyle did a great job calling matches during uh, EUIC. So it was fun to be able to, you know, transition from our interview with him to then hear him on one of the biggest tournaments. So uh, I, I hope you all enjoy this. Uh, and before we hop into our 
uh, interview with Kyle. Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't give a shout out to our, our, our amazing podcasting partner, Rogue Media Network, the, the crew that produces this show and many others. Uh, you know, big shout out to them and all the hard work that they do behind the scenes. Uh, we're, we're happy to uh, be their, their one and only Pokemon podcast. So we're pretty pumped about them. But yeah, without further ado, enjoy uh, our interview here with Kyle. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, and we're back here in our second segment, and we have a very special guest here. Kyle Sablehouse, thank you for joining us today on the Teach Me Pokemon podcast. How, how's the morning going, man? Uh, yeah, it's my it's my pleasure to be here. I'm uh, very excited. It's been a it's been a nice easy morning for me. Just dropped the girls off at daycare and got a little time to myself. So nice, of course, nice. Love it. You guys sounds great. Yeah, man. Yeah, I just dropped my my kid off with the other editor here for daycare. So <laughs> <laughs> unless we want a crying baby in the background, um, well, Kyle, we we always like try to start at the beginning. So tell us, you know, where where are you from and how did you get into this wild world of uh, the Pokemon TCG? Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, so originally I'm from Baltimore, Maryland, and I lived there till I was about 13. I guess the story begins when I was seven or eight, like like most kids, uh, at Pokemon came out and swept the world, and we were all uh, losing our minds over it, had to get <laughs> the cards. My brother and I both, Ryan, of course, he's a very accomplished player. He's, uh, he's two years younger than me. Okay. But uh, he'd never let you know that as he immediately <laughs> uh, jumped into the scene and was competitive from the get-go. We, cool. we both entered our first tournament in Maryland when we were like, I was eight and he was six. And wow. uh, their tournament structure was uh, play a person three times and we'll play seven rounds and we'll see who has the most wins. And we both went 21 and 0. Oh, <laughs> wow. geez. That's why. So we we're like, oh, we must be pretty good at this. <laughs> uh, my dad, my dad talks to the tournament organizer and says, uh, so first place gets like $40 and some some stuff. Second place gets $20 and some things. Can we just take it all home and let them play on the porch? And uh, <laughs> sure enough, that's uh that's how we handled it. We had wow. everyone from the neighborhood watching us as we uh had a, a haymaker mirror match. Oh, on the porch. Wow. shoot. Well, do you remember who came out on top that day on the I porch? Won. You won. Yeah, let's go. Sorry, let's... Ryan. Shout out to the big brothers out there. <laughs> Let them know. There Let them know. Go. Wow. He, uh, he, he overcommitted his energies. I took all those things away. He didn't get to attack at all. <laughs> Poor kid. Oh, my gosh. It sounds like he may have had some revenge later on down the road or or, or something. But uh, Oh, did... yeah. He definitely uh, he, he made his appearance known as uh he, cool. he 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 went on to win a lot more regionals than i did wow. but does, I, I got that one yeah does ryan still play is he still active he 
he played Baltimore regionals this year. He, okay. uh, he's been really focused on his career. And of course he got, he got, uh, married recently. So great. He's been, he's been a family man for a little bit, but yeah. even then when he, when he went to Baltimore, he still got it. He played Malamar V max. He was like the only one in the room and he made day two. <laughs> oh my gosh. Really impressive. That is what yeah. we love. That's what we love to hear on the teach me Pokemon podcast. <laughs> Let's play something <laughs> wild. You get one tournament a year now, so make it count. Uh, yeah. well, very cool, Kyle. So talk to us about, uh, a little bit of the playing career I'm looking here. So to look like 2008 worlds, was that your, your best finish at the largest tournament? You, you were top, were you top 16 or am I reading this wrong? Yeah. Top 16. That okay. was, uh, that was my best worlds finish. Okay. I've had, I've had three top 32 technically. And then that one led to a top 16. Wow. Um, and it actually, my, my first year in worlds was, um, 20, 2005. Okay. Uh, I played it as a senior. I got a top 32 there. Cool. Okay. Nice, man. Do you remember much of that 2018 or 2008 worlds? Like, was it like yeah. a crazy <laughs> loss at the end or anything that was memorable? Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. That one, that one will live with me forever. Cause I thought I was going to win the event. I, oh. I thought I was so cool. Cause I was playing Guardy Gallade yeah. and nope. I teched a cessation crystal into my list. Nobody's playing that. Uh, So basically you play the Gardevoir and you, and you psychic lock the whole game. And then eventually there's this one really ugly turn where you go for a Gallade knockout and everyone will take their Gallade knockout. And then all the abilities turn back on. And I was like, Nope, not letting that happen. I'm going to, I'm going to throw the cessation on the Gallade and knock you out and then go back to the psychic lock. And I just, people were not ready for it. It was so, so good. So much fun. I think I ended up like on the back end of the top 32 and I saw that I was against number four seed Chris Fullup, who's a formal former uh, finals world's uh, appearance in 2004. Okay. So playing against him, I was like, Oh God, here we go. <laughs> and uh, I actually got to reminisce with him about this in Fort Wayne. Cause I saw him uh, oh, cool. this, this past weekend. Nice. And he's like, dude, I didn't get an attack off that game. <laughs> no. What were you on? <laughs> <laughs> Was this the was this the worlds where the finals was the Blissey Cessation Crystal deck versus a Guardi Gallade? Was that it? it yeah, it, it okay. may have been. Yeah, okay. <laughs> either either that or the year previous. But the uh, the yeah the the, the Guardi Gallade with uh, with the one cessation, I felt I felt so cool being on that. Oh. And uh, and then in top sixteen, I played against Jimmy O'Brien, very mm. well known player from uh, like the uh, Northeast. Okay, and. My man, we were playing Team Galactic's Wager, which we got a little refresher on that this weekend. Dan, we did with the Rock, Paper, Scissors game, baby. (laughs) Hated that card. Hated it. So he's making me play Rock, Paper, Scissors, but he won't put his hands up. He's only, he's using cards. Oh, yeah, they brought the Paper and Scissors card. I'm like, no way, dude. You're really going to just call me out like that? And I, I swear, he won like, 13 of 15 something ridiculous <laughs> i didn't I, I didn't see anything more than a three card hand for like 45 minutes and oh, it just decimates me dang wow. that's brutal it's all in the all in the rock paper scissors cards yeah oh. so uh i got i got a bad rep with rock paper scissors at oh, least geez. throw the hands with me yeah to to, yeah, to this to this day i if i play rock paper scissors with anybody it's from Team Galactic's wager because you'd be like, okay, man, are you going rock, paper, scissors, shoot or rock, paper, scissors? Because I need to know right now because I hate this card. And so I still, I'll clarify with everybody. 
So I love it. I should have brought cards and just flipped them over. <laughs> wow. Wow. Just a horrible nightmare of an interview. Oh my gosh. That's <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't need any refreshers on that. It's uh, <laughs> I love throwing the hands though. Cause I'm really big into like the, the, the reading my opponents and, yes. and like the deep things. So I'm like, Oh yeah, come on. I see you're throwing your hand a little heavier. You're going to go rock or whatever. Like I'm all about it. And then oh, this guy yeah. just flipping cards. I'm like, no way. I love it, man. So, okay. I, I want to ask a kind of first question or second question and then you can go Jared. So okay. I want to understand the psyche of continuing to be a part of this game and playing. And I, and, and, and I'm, I'm going to make an assumption here and then you can correct me or say if I'm right, but, and Jared and I, we're in our mid thirties here and we still love playing this game. Did you see like, Hey, I, I still love it. It just makes more sense to try to commentate and be an analyst to, to, to keep being around it versus like, well, I can, you know, you start having kids, you get married. So it's like, well, maybe it's just one or two tournaments a year, like major tournaments, if I do that, I'm not around it as much versus if I go this other route, I am. So is, was that in the mindset as we, as now you've progressed in this career you've had now, or did it just happen or t- talk to me about that? Yeah, I, I think it just happened, but that definitely like led to thinking that this was the best way to go about it. I, I was playing a lot still in 2014, 2015, and then I, I eventually slowed down. And my brother kept going to a lot of events, but I wasn't going to them as frequently. Or I'd, li- I'd go to like maybe two when he'd go to five. And um, mm-hmm. I, he 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 eventually saw Kyle Sukovich, Puka, and yeah. he was asking him at one point. He's like, "Hey, like, where's your brother been?" And because like, he's used to we're used to seeing each other and hanging out. He's mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, Kyle's just been taking a break. Like, he's not feeling it as much." He's like do you think he'd be interested in commentating? Mm. And Ryan's like, I know the answer. I'm going to confirm the answer, but uh, we'll, we'll see how he feels about it. And immediately I'm like, yes, oh. yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, w- once it, once it took off, I, I really wanted to do both. Uh, I was, cause back then it was just like three regionals a year, uh, nationals and then worlds. So yeah. it made a lot of sense to still be able to like, get that competitive itch that I'm looking for, but also get to be on the big stage and give a, uh, give the game justice is what I was trying to do. Like I, I wanted to pe- give people that introduction to the basics of Pokemon, but also like we are, we are deep thinking every single one of these turns. This is, this is some high level gameplay. It's yeah. not just a bunch of goofballs just yeah. throwing around Pikachu's <laughs> and I, I, I try to tell I, I try to tell my wife that <laughs> yeah our wives don't believe that but <laughs> well, that, that is also another benefit of why I get to do this is because my wife knows the game inside and out she is mm. diehard Pokemon we met through Pokemon oh. she was a top eight nationals uh, player and oh. she's got world championship experience oh. she's got fourth at an at a regional in the masters division wow so. We are we are all about Pokemon. Incredible, man! Those kids you got coming up are they are they in the juniors or the seniors? How old are they? <laughs> they're uh, they're they're two years old and seven months. Oh, old, so <laughs> I love it! I love now it. Now is the time, though. Now is the time to just yeah. start slipping in the cards into wow. the into the situations. Oh, look at that Pikachu doll! Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh yeah, get them early. Yeah, get them early. Yes. So yeah, they 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 my my oldest has already chose her starter. We have the big three <laughs> giant plushies, and she ran. <laughs> and hugged with Charizard. Oh, yeah. Good one. Yep. <laughs> she she knows what she's doing. Wow. So this so this is the full your full-time job. Is this this is the gig for you? So, I'm actually I I my main f- job when 
I started commentary was um, I was a behavior uh, therapist. So I did one-on-one uh, therapy with children with autism. Oh, wow. And cool. I, I, cont- I really enjoyed that. I continued that and got a master's degree in it. So I'm actually a behavior analyst of a BCBA is what they call it, but yeah. board mm-hmm. certified behavior analyst. Okay. So I can do that job <laughs> and I actually finished it. Uh, the masters and all the board certifications a couple months ago. Wow. But Congrats. Pokemon took off yeah. in uh, that time. And instead of doing three regionals, I'm doing upwards of like 12 regionals and yeah. all these internationals a year and stuff. So yeah. I'm going to try to find a happy medium between mm. the two, but I, I love Pokemon. This is, if I could do this every weekend, I would. Wow. That's incredible, legit. man. I love it. That's that's super legit. I want to, I want to tap into now just the, the years of experience that you've had because the people listening to this podcast, I think they're passionate about Pokemon too, but we inevitably find ourselves in different skill stations, right? Like my goal may be to make a day two, whereas another person listening may be their first play, whereas somebody else, like it's, you know, top eight or bust for them. So in the years of your experience, what are some of the common simple things that anybody can do to get better at playing Pokemon? Yeah, I would say definitely start with the deck building process because that was something that when we started playing, we had no access to uh, the best players and all of their insight and what they would do. So use those resources that you have available to yourself and find a deck that not only the, the best 60 in the room or something, but something that you're comfortable playing. If there's a card that doesn't make sense to you, you don't need to include it. You can just stick with something very consistent. That's something that we've seen with Tord Reckla from time, uh, over and over again is just play something very consistent that you understand. And if your first tournament is going to be a regional championship, you definitely want something that when you draw the seven cards, you probably know what you're going to run into, not these a bunch of randomness. So mm. um, the fact that we have our, our uh, locals coming back is going to be fantastic for a lot oh, of those yeah. newer yeah. players. They've got that opportunity to test their luck, maybe play their pet deck and have some fun with those. But then when you go to the regionals, you have that opportunity to to build on that experience and find those results that you're looking for, whether it be two wins, five wins, whatever it is. I feel like um, something that Kenny Wisdom said that stuck by me is you're, you're, you're not trying to aim for a record when you go into a tournament. You're just trying to improve on your performances from time and time and time. If you can limit those mistakes, you're going to, you're going to see the results. Those, those will always follow. Very cool. No, that's great advice. Yeah. What, what would you say, Kyle? So now that we're in this transition period, now we're moving to, to Scarlet and Violet moving out of a, a rotation we had been in for a little bit. Uh, what, what's like a sneaky deck? Like give us, you know, we, we've known, you know, that the, there's still Lugia variants, the Gardevoir, Lost Box is still strong. What, you know, electric, is there anything that's like simmering under the surface that you're like, wait until Madison and this is going to pop off, you know, give people a little time to get used okay. to the format. Yeah. Uh, I've been, I've been looking into this since I think I I'm gonna, I'm gonna press my luck and hope <laughs> To God that it happens. Okay. Kyogre from Celebrations. One time, please. Okay. okay. Can you give Ooh. me the Aqua Storm? Because I think it actually lines up now. <laughs> okay. Yes. It, can, it can take a lot of these big knockouts. Mm. And uh, players are trying to sneak in the Manaphy from time to time. But I there's yeah. an opportunity where you could just wipe out all the prize cards and be in a fantastic spot. So we mm. saw it a little bit on the stream from the Japanese players. 
uh, uh, saw some a huge sneaky knockout against, uh, I believe it was a Lugia player, but it was it, it's it's so fun to see when it works well. Oh, that would be so nice, yeah. Because the Manaphy, like people, you know, thinking Raikou's not in this thing, like we can maybe let off the bench damage, but then now with. You know, we were, I was playing some online stuff. There's like limitless tournaments and and uh, a lot of Inteleon, um, Urshifu, and and that's yes. like hitting the bench a lot. So I don't know, maybe, maybe maybe bench damage needs to be protected against still. So well, and then like you see, like the Magnazone ends up doing very well, and it can drag the Manaphy and knock it out. So there's so much pressure on it. Yeah. But if you can find an opportunity to to work the Kyogre, and especially if you're putting pressure on it with the Sableye knocking it out over and over again. Yeah. Eventually, they're going to miss a turn, mm-hmm. and then you just get to wreak havoc with the <laughs> Aquastorm. I can't. I, I want to see that. I want to see it right now. <laughs> well, cool. What um, are you going to? Uh, are you going to Europe? The EUIC? Are you heading over there? Uh, the, the officially, I will be in attendance. Okay. At, at yeah, as as we're as we're allowed to state, but oh, okay, gotcha. Yes. All right. Officially in <laughs> Wait, attendance. Gotcha, gotcha. There's a plane until, ticket uh, until official announcements. It's always yes. I'm gonna fly to London. I, I don't know what I'm doing there, but we'll see. <laughs> gonna do some sightseeing. Check around town. Yeah. <laughs> oh Maybe see some buddies who are playing in a tournament. Who knows? <laughs> I want to I want to pick your brain about this uh, this other format that you guys have done a great job of covering uh, on the stream, but that I'm hearing more and more of in kind of our local area with the the GLC style of of format. I, I me personally, I have kids that are nine, seven, and two, and they're kind of on the fence about whether or not to do it or not. But to me, I I would almost start playing with them in that format versus like a standard format just to kind of wet their whistle. But what do you think about GLC? Do you think it's, it's worth your time to enjoy that if you're new to pick up the game? Uh, do you think we'll ever see it on uh, the main stage? Uh, Chip and I have spoken a lot about this because originally I just thought this was a way for uh, Andrew Mahone to unload his bulk and get rich. Uh, I was I was on that I was on that camp for a second. All, all jokes, but uh, yeah, yeah. For, it, when when I actually sat down and I played it, uh, we agree that it is the purest form of Pokemon that there is mm. right now. Be- it, it reminds us of when we originally started playing. The game is slow. There's a setup strategy. You get to see a lot of uh, the attacks coming, mm-hmm. and you can plan for them. And it's not all about like hand disruption and these big uh, swing turns that we see uh, in the current meta of, of Pokemon. So I think that it's the best way to teach somebody how to play. And it'd be, it'd be a lot of fun for me to introduce my kids to it in, in the way that you're saying as well. I think nine and seven is a perfect age to, to bring them in and they get to see uh, the actual evolving, like half the decks don't even evolve in the game right now. So like evolving your Pokemon, taking that time, reading out the attacks, planning for your next turn. It's, it's, so, it's a, it's a really great way to play Pokemon right now. Mm. Yeah, I love that. I'm, I'm super taken in by it. The fact that you can only have one copy of everything is really engaging too. So I think I'm, I think I might uh, end up going that route, but do you, do you think it'll ever be, uh, stream worthy or do you think the way that standard plays out is just going to be that way for a while I, i'm hoping for it i don't know how it would work as far as um making the the room for it because already we saw expanded disappeared but uh i think the the everyone's attitude towards expanded was a lot different than it is towards glc mm. and glc has taken on a like a, 
a name of its own now. Everybody wants to play that in all their spare time. It's every Friday, we've got these huge events. And then as soon as the tournament's over, people are either testing for the next tournament or they're playing GLC. So mm. if we could get enough hype around it, maybe there's an opportunity, but I, I don't know how the logistics would work. That's fair. No, that's fair. All right, Jared, we'll start that. Teach me Pokemon podcast, GLC hype. The Let's GLC. just keep pushing it. Uh, I, I have a random question. Well, it's not random, but, and I don't know if you may not know the answer to these or not, but so when, you know, we've, we've been keeping up with these Japanese tournaments and just, you know, seeing, okay, what's coming and what are they building? Are they there? I mean, they're 3000 player fields. Is that really 3,100 masters players are playing in these tournaments or are they like pooling all the people together or is it, are they really that, that big? It is, it is that big from, from what I've heard. So uh, Ethan Heggie is also another U.S. commentator. He's over there living in Japan right now, and he's a good buddy of mine. And he's been sharing a little bit of information about how their tournament series works, how their structure is for the year, okay. and what it's like playing in those events. Because he's a good player, and uh, he's, been, he's been trying to grind out his invite uh, over on the Japanese circuit. Wow. And it's so vastly different. You have to go undefeated at all of the, what are essentially league cups for them. Um, And that's, that's difficult in its own. Uh, And then when you get to these events, you actually, it's not just that they found 3,200 players. You have to win a raffle to get in. And and the raffle is, (sighs) they said it's about 10% of players who get into the raffle, make it into the tournament. So 30,000 people are trying to play in this tournament. If, if, if what I heard was correct. Oh my gosh. Now there is a way around it where if you got top 32 or 64 at the previous one, then you're automatically invited. If you have like uh, some other, some other things also get you there. And then uh, they also have celebrities, which you may have noticed on the stream. Like you, you might, we might not know who the celebrities are in America, but when you see a, like a featured match of some people who are one and two or whatever, and it's just like, (laughs) Oh, okay. They just want to see this. They just want to play celeb on there. Whoa. Yeah. So they, they've got a lot going on in their events. It is uh, Ethan's been trying to play in every single one. I don't think he's been able to play in a, a Champions League yet. Jeez. So did he do that just because Worlds was there this year? Was that his thinking, or has he been over there for a couple of years doing this? Yeah, he's he's over there for school right now. Oh, okay. So uh, he's he's in his I believe he's in his first year of a uh, Temple's program, and wow. he uh, he's just like, well, I'm here, aren't I? I might as well get the full experience. Wow. So Dang. he's been he's been playing in the the standard events, and he's also been accruing a bunch of uh, old format decks, and he's got he's got piles of them now. It's a blast to see him play those old decks. Wow, I am in awe. I like I can't help but just think, man, if I just you know, no kid, not married, I'll just go live in japan and <laughs> that like talk about being in like the major leagues of this that's in that's insane so um okay jared we have one we have time for one final question for kyle do you want to you want to uh, end us here yeah absolutely uh kyle i actually just want to give you the floor to uh tell people why they should keep playing pokemon like um i i really enjoy listening to you because you're obviously very passionate about it so I just want to hand it over to you and say, you know, floor is yours. Tell us why we should uh, keep on and maybe what you think the trajectory of this game is going. Yeah. So when, when we first started, we had no idea what this was going to be. And when I say we, I'm always talking about myself and my brother. That was 
my best friend growing up and every time that we moved to a new place or started something we would uh we we went to pokemon and checked out our local scene and it was unbelievable the amount of the the amount of people that we met there who were interested in the same things we did and just like the quality of people that we met every time that we uh found ourselves in a tournament we met new people and then they turned into our travel buddies we'd be in the car with these people for 10 hours traveling to the next tournament winning (laughs) states after states after states we had such a such a great time Mm -hmm. uh building these relationships with people and i'm running into these people 15 years later it's every time that I, I see these people again. It's 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 like being 15 again and uh, get to relive those experiences. So I think playing in this community, it definitely is that true community feel. Everybody is your friend, and uh, they just want to see you succeed, get better at the game along with themselves. And it's, it's a team win when those people end up doing well at tournaments. So uh, I feel like at the end of every regional, I'm like in all of the players and also very excited for – uh, what's to come for them uh, for Fort, Fort Wayne in particular, it was a big uh, breakout tournament for Tennessee and they've been on my radar for 10 to 15 years now. Just mm-hmm. every time that I went there, I was like, hold up. These guys are actually legit. They yeah. know what they're doing. They give me really good quality games. They just didn't have the the performances to back it up as far as like their, their tournament results and Xander Bennett and Noah Sawyer were absolutely phenomenal this weekend. So I'm always looking for that next story. And uh, that could definitely be uh, your next story for anyone who's watching. If you uh, see yourself with that opportunity, go to your local league, try Mm. out those regionals and hope to see you on the stream sometime. Man, that's wild. Yeah. I got to play Noah at Knoxville. I think it was round two and, and we had, um, Jared's in Nashville and, and, uh, our, our, our friend Logan came up with us and they were kind of in the same league together. And what a, what a great guy. I mean, just was, you know, just wiped me. It wasn't even close, but, uh, it, he, he was, he was a great dude. So when I saw him in the finals, I was like, I know that guy, like I met him. So, uh, that's awesome. Well, Kyle, we appreciate this so much, man. Thank you for taking the time. Uh, we'd love to have you back soon. Let, let's see how you're, vacation trip goes to london you know sightseeing yeah. <laughs> and all those things uh we'll catch up man but yeah i appreciate you coming on of course thanks guys it was a great time all right see you kyle All right, that was an awesome interview with Kyle. Like I said, we could have been talking for four hours, so we'll definitely have Kyle back at another time. Uh, we, we, I want to hear his take on on how now that you know now that we're in Scarlet and Violet, how how does that play? What are the decks? You know, a, a lot of the same, a lot of the same, uh, you know, Gardevoir, Lugia, Lost Box, you know, Gudra. We're still seeing these decks. They were prominent um, at internationals, but of course, Arcdura with a little with a little Vulpix, Arc Arcdura Vulpix sneaks in and gets the win, piloted uh, very well by Alex, navigating a huge field. 
1500 plus. I, I couldn't believe that many showing up to a Pokemon tournament. Uh, and we're just getting started. I can't wait to see what uh, NAIC, um, you know, does, how many people show up. I think it's going to be phenomenal. So uh, I appreciate y'all again for, for joining us and listening to this episode of Teach Me Pokemon podcast. We're going to keep getting players in, people that, you know, maybe they, they win a tournament or maybe they just stand out or they're running a spicy deck or, or something. You know, we, we, we love engaging with the community. We love being involved, and we appreciate y'all listening. So thank you so much, and again, enjoy the rest of your day. And thank you for tuning in to Teach Me Pokemon podcast. You can find us at roguemedianetwork.com, Teach Me Pokemon podcast. Come and dive with us. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.